This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, AdSymbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I am Matthew Libieri. And we are your ad heroes. Back in the his house, or I should say the watchtower. It's the watchtower, our new watchtower. Gino, how's your summer been going so far? You know, it's been going good. It's been going good. Uh, how about yours? Not bad. Um, I need to I need to get into the movie theaters. Uh, I'm a little bit behind the game. I still haven't caught Thor yet. We were supposed to do that. Uh, some technical difficulties came up. Wasn't able to go check that out just quite yet. But also... Uh, I, I have not seen the, uh, what's the other one? The Top Gun movie. Oh, I yeah, check that out. People, out. that's got a very high rating. People are really digging that movie. Um, and, and if I'm not mistaken, there's like a few other big summer blockbusters coming out pretty soon, correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. But we, we, we missed a whole bunch of, I mean, I did check Doctor Strange 2 uh, on, on video. Were you a fan? Yeah, actually, it was it was pretty good. Uh, surprisingly enough, though, if you've seen Spider-Man 1, Sam Raimi, then uh, you've pretty much seen Doctor Strange 2, uh, as they're both movies directed by the same person who uh, actually laid it out really similarly. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, okay. I just saw a video about it on YouTube. Yeah, there's a, well, speaking about videos, I want to take a quick uh, shout-out moment here to our friends that have been tuning into the Ad Hero podcast from all over the globe. We took a look at the analytics, and Gino, this is pretty remarkable. We have a, a growing listenership we in do. countries such as Germany, Ireland, uh, the UK, Indonesia, China, you name it, like all, all over the place, all over the world. So thank you to everybody who's been tuning into the Ad Hero podcast globally. And uh, to show you guys a little bit of love, we came up, we cooked up a contest here in the at hero podcast uh watchtower all th this is the easiest contest you'll ever participate in all you have to do is literally go on any single platform where you tune into the at hero podcast because all of these platforms spotify itunes youtube if you like watching the program on our youtube channel all of them allow you guys to put a comment to enter this contest all you need to do is leave a comment and say hello to us and let us know where you are watching or listening to the Ad Hero podcast, and we are going to randomly choose somebody who does that and send you guys a piece of swag along with a personally signed note from Gino and myself. Is that? Did we agree on a note, or is it a photo of us? Uh, we agreed on a note. Oh, okay. Actually. All right. Well, we'll save the photo for like another <laughs> contest. <laughs> Probably have to get some photos first before we start agreeing to send them out. Uh, unless you guys like selfies, then we got plenty of those. Uh, but Gino, you're, you're on point with this contest, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, actually I am. Oh man. We're, we're starting to throw in the sound effects. Now you guys got to watch <laughs> out. We got more than Rasta horns around here. So that's the contest. Go on a platform where you tune in the Idaho podcast, throw down a little, uh, hello from wherever you're tuning in from. 
uh, just give us a shout, and we will pick randomly one of you guys and send you some swag. Uh, real fun way to say thank you. Gino, what else do you got for us in the A Block? Oh, yes. So, uh, well, we have a very interesting show today. Uh, COVID-19 came and went. Now, we are dealing with variants uh, that just won't go away. But if you had uh, a business that you know lost money um, or didn't survive during the lockdowns, uh, perhaps you were a victim of the summer of love when the rioting hit all across the country in the streets. Nevertheless, our show today has a guest who we think will inspire you uh, to get back on your horse and continue on your entrepreneurial spirit. Or perhaps uh, you did survive and you could pick up some extra tips. Either way, we think you're going to love it. And that is because we have Simon Leslie, co-CEO of Inc. Global Travel Media, joining us here in the Ad Hero Watchtower uh, in the B-Block segment of the show. He's basically going to give us a rundown how he went from a business that generated $150 million down to zero due to the COVID pandemic, and now how he has basically breathed new life into that business and brought it back uh, from the graveyard and it's back thriving, living its best life. <laughs> and he's a pretty cool guy. I really dig this. I really like this interview with Simon. Um, you guys are going to have a great time with it. And uh, just all around smart guy. He's going to give you some, some poignant tips that you can use today in your business. Uh, if you are still rebounding and rebuilding from a post-COVID world pandemic. And speaking of those variants, Gino, uh, why don't we go into the A Block and give an update on one such variant? Let's go into the A Block. Okay, this is coming from Vox News, V-O-X, that is. Uh, BA.5. Now, look, all these variant, the, these new variants got all these numbers all of a sudden, all these letters. So just bear with me, okay? This is why we're reporting it. Uh, BA.5 doesn't care that you just had COVID 19. The Omicron subvariant is tuned to evade immunity, even from previous Omicron infections. So it states here that the pattern has become all too familiar. A new version of the SARS-CoV-2 virus emerged and begins to dominate new COVID-19 cases until it replaced by an even more contagious version of the virus. This year, subvariants of the Omicron variant of the virus had ruled cases in the U.S. The BA.1 subvariant stated that the Omicron wave or started the Omicron wave. Then in April, BA.2 formed the majority of cases by May BA.2. 2.12.1 took over. Now BA.5 is the new lead, triggering a rise in hospitalizations across the country. It may even be the most contagious version to date. That's what they said before I, with the last one. I feel like I just want to comment that this is this seems like a software update, but like in a bad way. <laughs> it started off as like BA.1 and then went to BA.12 and yeah. now we're at BA. version.5. <laughs> I mean, what's it's is, are we going to keep going to the you know BA dot ten you know keep like like download the latest software yeah. update and, and which like, is typically a good thing but in this case it's a bad thing and and like who comes on stage is like Bill Gates is like okay so we got this new variant now right 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 <laughs> okay so Matthew uh, our country went through COVID nineteen and technically uh, it hasn't gone away right 
Uh, we went through sickness, some deaths, lockdowns, vaccine mandates, politics, and so forth. Yeah. My question to you, it's probably the biggest question I've ever asked you on the show, actually. But oh, my, my question to you, yeah, so, so, so just get ready. I plead the fifth. <laughs> As a business owner, and after overcoming all the challenges we went through, is it, or is if another uh, lockdown occurs, Yep. Will the U.S. economy survive again and fight back to overcome losses, or are we just finished as a nation? Well, we're not finished as a nation. That that is de definitely not the case. Uh, I think we learned a lot as a country the first go around through this. Uh, mind you, it's not the first time that the country's gone through a pandemic. I think that it was 1900 or something like that. Was it smallpox or and the, the Spanish flu? Spanish flu. Thank you. Um, but obviously, you know, fast forward a hundred years later, like quite a bit has changed technology wise, you know, the way we live our lives. So this was definitely a very steep learning curve. A lot of people were hurt very bad. Um, our company, the parent company of the ad hero podcast, adsemble.com, we took some very heavy losses and, you know, we had to, we had to maneuver. We had to get smart. We had to get lean. We had to be efficient. Uh, we had to keep our nose to the grindstone and keep innovating during that time. So no, is the country finished? No, but would it be disastrous for another massive pandemic to sweep the country? Absolutely. I think you would see even heavier losses than before because we're in a very fragile state right now. You know, like the country is, 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 you know, I'm a big boxing guy, MMA boxing guy. And in a really good prize fight, you know, you see one opponent take a big right hook to the face and kind of stumble back a little bit, but he's not down for the count. You see where I'm going with that, right, Gino? So my point being is, like, we took a big right hook to the face in this last pandemic, but we're not down for the count, but we're, but we're, we're stumbling around. We're trying to find our footing. We're trying to get back in the fight. If we take another big left uppercut or something like that from another pandemic that sweeps through the country, yeah, we it, it could be very, very disastrous. I don't think we're counted out. I don't think we're knocked out of the match, of the fight, but we we would definitely be like hitting the canvas, right? And then we'd have to do, you know, kind of get up again. So what we need is we need a, a, a window of time where we can really get back on our feet soundly uh, rebuild as a country, rebuild as a, as a global in the world, you know, people in, in every country around the, the world has to be rebounding and rebuilding. Um, and so I'm just going to say, don't be too quick to throw away your mask just yet. Don't be too quick to just start thinking everything's no problem. I mean, still be vigilant, still be disciplined, still be careful. Don't go out of your way to insert yourself in situations where, you know, maybe you could get sick or something, you, know, you still have to be, you have to be on your guard is what I'm saying. Right. So, you know, I, I'm really happy that I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like all the places around here, we don't have to wear a mask anymore. The mask mandate's gone, but I will sometimes still wear a mask voluntarily. If I go into a crowded space, I don't know. Do you know, how about yourself? No, not at all. I don't know. I've been in a, enough crowded spaces the last two years. Okay. It took me a year and a half to actually get um, an Omicron variant sure, or, or the sure. COVID variant Omicron, which uh, lasted about 38 hours exactly uh, in my body. 
And uh, I was through with it. And according to Bill Gates, it's actually a stronger, um, wow. stronger uh, 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 to have that than to have the uh, jab. So, <laughs> so I'm very well protected, apparently. Okay. Well, to eat. How about this? To each their own. That's my personal belief. Yeah. Gino has his. You should have yours. Everyone's entitled to form their own opinion about how to protect themselves. But in answer to your question, you know, I, I, I do think that the, you know, the last thing we want right now as a country or any country wants is another sweeping pandemic. I think that'd be very bad. You know, I, I mean, I could say with like personal, like if, if, if we're getting into uh, recommendations and stuff like that, I mean, hey, for me, vitamin D, zinc. It helped, and I and, and I tend to take that on a daily basis anyway. So, with me getting sick, it's kind of like a rare thing in my adulthood. That is. <laughs> what about our guest? You you mentioned about our guest in the teaser. Yes, uh, Simon Leslie, CEO of Inc. Global uh, Media Company, does various different advertising things, very much in line with what we do here at Adsemble. Uh, and he is going to come on the B Block and give us a rundown of exactly what happened to his business and uh, how he uh, partially feels potentially lucky uh, that he went through what he went through and, and how he leveraged uh, his situation to have this tremendous comeback. It's, it's a really engaging interview. We're excited to bring it to you. So uh, stay tuned after these messages, and we're going to get into the interview with Simon Leslie right here on the Ad Hero Podcast. The recession is in the news. Some talking heads think America is already in a recession, which is two economic periods of no growth. What do you do with marketing your business? Pull back or do you take advantage of the downturn and how? Here to help us out is Simon Leslie, founder and chief executive of Inc., a global travel media company. For over 30 years, Simon has dedicated his career to creating travel publications that have been held by anyone who's who's flown on a plane in the last few decades and the author of the book equity equity almost 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 i was i'm sorry you got to help me out with that one uh the diary of a ceo in crisis he also is known for his fighting back uh, strongly as inc took a 150 million dollar loss to zero during the pandemic Simon, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I know I should have called that book something different. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That's a that. tongue twister. That's yeah. a tongue twister. I was, I was, I was trying last <laughs> night to like, to like get it. I was like, well, I almost got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the world's falling apart. China's growing more significant, yeah. and countries are being are beginning to rebel against their government. Um, how does Simon Leslie keep his business brand relevant in a down economy? I love a down economy. I, I'm going to challenge you because I think China is um, making a mess of their own economy. You know, they've they've made a mess of COVID. They're still yeah. in lockdown. Their, their, their COVID issue is, is a far worse than anybody else's. So by being clever, I think they're being a bit stupid, actually. 
But let's let's see what happens. The problem is that there's still too much goods coming out of China, which is causing delays and price increases for the rest of us. And I, and I think the world is a um, it's an interesting place right now. If everybody keeps talking us into a recession, we'll get there much quicker. Mm. Everywhere I look, especially in my my world right now, is the airline the airports are telling the airlines to stop booking flights because they can't cope with the with the amount of traffic coming through their terminals which for me is is music to my ears you know after 2 years of having no having very little traffic and very little business um right now what's happening is is regrowth at, at a pace we haven't seen since 2001 and i think that's why i'm optimistic about the future recession depression whatever whatever comes along and i and i've sailed through a couple of these 2001 2007 2012 mm. you know if you if you took all of those three together, times it by ten, COVID was ten times worse. Wow! COVID was the the only time in my business career that I couldn't actually make any money because mm. the um, ability for me to do business was gone. Every time there was a recession or a depression before, people were still going on their holidays. People still got on airplanes. Mm. So that doesn't scare me as long as we don't go back into lockdown. I think the future is incredibly rosy because the demand is just far outweighing supply. And how did that's uh, incredibly well said, uh, Simon, and going through that transformation process of grossing that many millions of dollars down to zero um, and having to rebuild from scratch all over again. How, how did you handle that both personally and professionally you know in in such a short span of time how did you kind of wake up each day and face that challenge it was tough i think at the beginning i didn't we didn't really know what to expect we didn't know it was going to go on for 25 months probably if if we knew it was going to go on for 25 months i wouldn't have done anything i would have hung my boots up and said see you later i'll be back in two years but (laughs) it was always sort of six 12 weeks Mm -hmm. you know this is going to be six 12 weeks and then it was another six, twelve weeks, and then it was another six, twelve weeks. So I think it was it was just a process of okay, how do you get through the next six to twelve weeks? And um, I, I reached out to a lot of people, and I got a lot of speakers who came into my business, and they we we did it basically. It was nearly a daily talk from some of the most inspirational people in in motivation, in health, well being, kindness, negotiating, brain science. Hmm. Wim Hof doing breathing exercises with us. You know, I, I really did use my Rolodex and reached out to lots of people. And I'll never forget the one thing that Alison Levine said. Alison Levine was the first female to climb Everest. And she said, look, when she was crossing the Antarctic, it was all white. There was nothing. You couldn't see. Everything was white. Hmm. All it was was just one foot in front of the other. And some days, you know, you thought you'd gone forward, but actually you'd gone back a mile. And, and that's how it felt. You know, some days we felt like we were making progress and other days we felt like we were going backwards. But it was just, okay, one more step, one more step. Let's get through to the next weekend and let's get through to the next weekend and see what we're going to do. And uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a horrible period. Some people have asked me, you know, with hindsight, what would you do differently? And I always say, probably not very much, actually. I think, I think a lot of the behaviours, a lot of the decisions I took were okay 
I might have taken a few of them a little bit earlier. I might have dealt with some other, some of the people a little bit differently. Certainly the ones that gave me a hard time. Hmm. Kit, would you mind uh, just elaborating on that on that point right there? Are, are you spe- are you speaking on personnel? Are you speaking on clients that were ref- uh, or you know that were refusing to pay vendors that were trying to come after you for their payments? What, what, how would, what do you mean by that? The whole yeah. lot of it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some you know, some some of the staff seemed to think it was my fault that there was a COVID, and it was my <laughs> fault that they couldn't earn any money, and it was my fault that they couldn't work. Um, some of our clients thought it was my fault that they took our magazine off the plane without thinking about the consequences of it, and some of our clients thought it was my fault that there was nobody flying. So. You know, yes, it was all my fault. It was all my responsibility, and I just had to do the best I could with all of it, mm. with all of them. Um, I think some of them I tried to do the, I tried to be good and do the right thing by everybody. We kept everybody whole through to, to about July 2020. So you know, for about four months, we kept the whole company and you know in place. And uh, and after that, then when we realised it was getting longer and harder, then we had to start making some some slightly more brutal decisions. Uh, tell us about your book and where can they find it? Your latest book. Well, what I did, what, so what I started to, to, to do was, or what I started to realize, I think more than do, was that the people who were giving the talks to my team were really starting to inspire me. And unconsciously, I was taking on their messages. We sort of set up a Zoom and there was about 150 people on these Zoom calls every day. And someone had come in and had the likes of Chris Voss, Tim Story, Tim Grover, Jordan Belfort, Wim Hof, um, Alison Levine, Heather Monaghan. Lo- lots of people who are used to giving out great talks. And, and they'd come in and they'd talk about what was going on that week, what was going on in the news, what, how they were feeling, how they were dealing with the, 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 the situation. Some of the health and well-being guys would talk about diet and some of the medicines because you know there was so much news going around about you know if you take this one if you take that one if you you know if you take zinc if you take you know whatever 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 the the you know the flavor of the day was we'd talk about it and I suddenly started realizing that as I'm taking the notes and then we videoed every one of these talks and I started to watch them back and I started to realize actually there's so many amazing nuggets in here. At some point, I'm going to put all this down into a book. So I just started to document it. And the book is basically, a di- I kept a diary from February 2020 through to December 2021 of everything that happened in that period. And then each of the conversations with, with these guys, I, I turned them into, you know, I analysed what they said, what effect it had on me, what, what decisions I'd made differently to go about my life. And what did I do to change my life? I thought, one, I'm not going through a crisis without getting something out of it. I'm not going to go back to the same way of running a business. I'm not going to go back to the same way of behaving. And I think in that period, if you, if you throw everything into the business, remember we had, maybe you don't know this, but before we went in, in December 19, we had 36 in-flight magazines. We were the dominant player in the in-flight magazine business our nearest competitors had four so that's united american virgin etihad singapore right 
across the world, where, wherever you got on an aeroplane, people would send me photos of the masthead saying, I'm reading one of your magazines. Anytime, anybody who ever met me would send me a picture from side to side saying, I'm reading one of your mags. And then we came out of it with three magazines. We had, we had a small television network uh, that we'd invested in. And because um, CNN decided to abort their, their television network at the airport, we managed to take it over. So we turned our small television network into a slightly bigger television network. And now we went about, instead of dominating the in-flight magazine space, we dominated the airport TV space. So we have uh, our network playing, which is called Reach TV, which plays at 90 airports across America and Canada, um, soon to be in Africa, soon to be in Asia. So we've built an amazing television business, really out of nothing, you know, and, and through the, the worst pandemic this all our countries have ever seen. So I, I really did go about reinventing both the business, creating a transformation of the business, creating a transformation of me. You know, I, I was always this cheeky chappy, but I'm now um, minus the imposter syndrome, minus the denial phase, minus all the weaknesses that I might have had going into it. And also knowing how to deal with difficult situations, knowing how to deal with difficult clients, difficult staff, you know, raising money in a, in a short period of time when nobody was lending money. So, so doing things that most people would said, would have said it was impossible at that time. Fascinating. Um, and, and, and the book is called uh, again, which. Oh. Equanimity. Equanimity. And where, and people can pick this up on Amazon. Where, where can people pick this up at? It's on, it's on Amazon, Kindle, Audible, I mean, the, the, the guy that's narrated it for me is a thespian with the English Na National Opera. And he's, I just think he, he and I sat down and we, 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 I said, look, this is what I'm not, I hate, I hate reading and I hate listening to my own voice. So sometimes I can hear myself here. So I, I apologize. <laughs> no. But I said, I, 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 this, is, this is what I want to do. I want you to get, I want you to capture my frustration in this coming through this book. Wow. And, uh, People who have picked it up on Audible said to me, he's really captured it beautifully. You know, he's captured the depression, the emotions, the highs, the lows, everything. Simon, do you feel that most business owners that might be listening to this episode and hearing your journey of going from 150 million down to zero and having to rebuild back up in such a short amount of time, do you feel most of them are probably in a similar boat in terms of like maybe before COVID how much planning they thought they had to do. And then COVID was kind of like the great reset and kind of like an eye opening thing. Like, wow, maybe I should have six months of runway saved away instead of only 12 weeks, or maybe I shouldn't be so quick to hire a bunch of staff until I see what kind of flushes out. Like, just just having gone through this process, what's what's your and all these great speakers that came by from all their different backgrounds and expertises, what what's what's your overall takeaway there? You think most business owners need to kind of pause and kind of reflect on what they really need to do to run a successful business? I mean, I think we had about ten or twelve million dollars of cash mm. and we burned through the lot of it. <laughs> and we had to still go and find more. Wow. I, I think, I th listen. If you're running a business, you should always have a you should always have cash. Cash is king. Mm. 
you know, most people think, oh, yes, we're turning over this or we're doing this. You know, even even profit is vanity. If you're not getting paid, you know, one of my superpowers is getting paid quickly. Mm. It's getting people to pay us for what I like that. Add hero, add hero superpower. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Just get the money in the bank. Once the money's in the bank, you can you can start thinking about what you're going to spend it on. But it is it is it is vital, and I think I've just invested in a in a in a startup, and you know I was talking to to the owner, and he was telling me, you know, I don't want to spend too much of the money. I said, look, you've raised the money, spend it, do it. Mm. If you run out, we'll go and buy, we'll go borrow some more. There's there's always plenty more money, but. There's only a certain amount of time. There's only a certain amount of opportunity. And I think you've got to take advantage of your business when the opportunity is there. Interesting. If you don't do that, you know, and, 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 and the thing that I really do think is really important, and if, if anyone's listening, just, just listen to this with, with, in the VIP seat. You know, that's the seat where you really listen, not, not pretend to listen. Really listen to this. There are opportunities everywhere. Mm. Right now, there are opportunities in front of me and because my head is at my backside or I'm too distracted, I am missing those opportunities. Wow. Everywhere you go, every person you talk to, there is an opportunity. Or they know somebody who's got an opportunity. But they just don't tell you because they don't think you're open to it. So when you are open and you're aware and you're always looking for opportunities, you'll be surprised how many opportunities you find. Wow, I like that. You know, uh, I was I was watching, like I told you, off off the air, I was watching the interview with you and Jordan Belfort and, and, you know, speaking of getting cash and, and getting paid, you mentioned something I, I thought was very interesting. And it's something that uh, we used to do here at AdSumble actually, which was um, the, the, the client could pay after their campaign. And what you said was, was that sometimes it takes a year or a couple of years to get money from the a client, but they always pay. And it's typically because of like governments and uh, lots of other things that are, are in the way. So I, I kind of wanted you to uh, touch upon that and um, give like a little more like clarification. Cause I know I'm butchering it. So <laughs> I apologize for that. No, I, I think I was talking about the Greek tourism board or the Mexico tourism board. You know, they sometimes take a year, year and a half to pay. We, we know we're always going to get paid. For any normal client, I want to get paid today. If it's government, you know, sometimes I'm a little bit more lenient. It is, it is, it is vital that you do the work because I was just having this conversation with one of my colleagues just before I started this. We talk about performance. And he said, look, we need to prove to clients that the campaign worked. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, we've got to prove that the campaign worked. I said, but what's a time scale? Because well, within the 12 weeks, I said, well, what happens if someone buys in 20 weeks? What happens if someone sees the advert today and is inspired but doesn't buy it until next year? That doesn't mean it didn't work. It just means it didn't work in the timescale they set us, which is unrealistic. You know, my favorite advert, which I, which I had on my wall, right, when I was 19 years old in my flat, my first flat, little studio flat. I don't think I ever used a kitchenette bit of it. But in there, there was a there was a Sunseeker campaign which said many dream but few achieve, and I tore it out the the newspaper as as a kid and went, I love that, I don't want a Sunseeker. It took me forty years to get that Sunseeker. Before, and I never I never had it very long. I think you know there's only 
there's only two days that you enjoy when you get a boat. It's the day you get it and the day you sell it. But you know what? That campaign worked. That that campaign worked for me, right? It didn't work for them, but maybe it did. Maybe they were playing the long game. Too many people today are playing a really short game. They, they want return on investment. They want return on ad spend. And it's just, it's, un, un, it's stupid. You know, it's like, I always say to them, how long are you in business for? They say, well, what do you mean? I said, well, are you in business for 13 weeks or 13 years? I said, I've been doing this 30 years. And I still and I still don't know what I'm doing. So if you think we're going to be able to, to succeed in 13 weeks, you're crazy. Simon, let me, we, we spent a lot of, we spent here at AdSymbol a lot of time during COVID scrutinizing over processes that we had in place uh, and analyzing where we could be more efficient. Uh, you know, obviously like, you know, we're trying to, stay in business, stay afloat, right? We're trying to like, and, and there's so much downtime that we had, we had that ability to kind of reevaluate things that we had kind of put on the shelf, whether that was a marketing strategy or a new product that we were thinking about rolling out, whatever. Um, do you, did you guys in, in that time of mounting the comeback, did you personally kind of reevaluate like how you could scale the process of bringing new clients on board, expanding the new TV network, things like that. I mean, was there kind of an iterative process of like, okay, let's, let's, since we're starting over from ground zero, let's, let's do some things differently. So, so it can, the business can be even more fortified, you know, as we roar back here, how would you, what would you say about that? I, I said, I started on me. What did, what did I want me to look like? What did I want my, my role to be? What did I want the business to look like? And then I said, okay, how are we going to go about that? So today, if an advertiser comes to us today, I can give you video, I can give you magazines, I can give you Wi-Fi sponsorship. I can, I can reach the traveler at any part of their journey, anywhere in the world. You know, probably 5 million people will go through an airport today, and we, we've got an ability to communicate with most of those. Right, so that, that's the product that I've created now I've then said, okay, who do we need to sell that? How are we going to sell it? Who are we going to sell it to? And then we started to work it backwards. And once you start with the end in mind and then you just re-engineer it, you know, you know, you know, there, there were people who worked for me before that I can't give a job to now because I just don't believe that they could do what I'm doing today. Because I know, I know the sort of person that will work well with me today. And I, that's the sort of person I'm trying to find right now. I'm trying to find as many people I've, I've worked out I've got two jobs right now. One is to find things to buy or inventory to buy, companies to buy. And the second one is to, to attract talent who want to come and work with us, who want to come here, make lots of money, you know, if that's, if that's one of the most important things, make money, be successful, be creative, work with some of the best brands in the world. That, that's, that's all I do anymore. You know, someone says what you do, that's the two things I need to do and need to be world-class at. That's great. That's great. Uh, Simon, if someone is interested in learning more about you in ink and wants to get one of your books, uh, how can they do so? Well, all, all my books, there's three books now, um, all on Amazon. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I wrote, there's no F in sales, which is, uh, you think equanimity is a bad title. Don't, you write a book called There's No F in Sales, and within six months there is literally no F in sales. I like that. 
you got to be very careful what you put on the book cover. <laughs> um, and then in the middle of it, I wrote this little fable called White Belt Thinking, mm. which took a lot of the a lot of the stuff we talked about today into a story. It's a it's a it's just a story of a, a young kid who who was down on his luck who goes on to become a world champion. Nice. So it's it's a it's a fun story. I'm trying to get it into into schools because I really do think yeah. that the uh, you know my kids have given it to their friends and they're and they're like oh this is the best book I've ever read just lots of things about kindness gratitude appreciation um, the law of attraction it only works if you do <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, Simon thank you for coming on the program you can catch Simon back next week for our bonus episode on Apple Spotify Anchor and many other additional podcast platforms we'll be back after this okay great. Welcome back to the Ad Hero Podcast. Matthew, what are your final thoughts on today's interview with Simon Leslie? That was uh, so many nuggets were in there. I was like scribbling down on my notepad over here while he was talking, like different things he was bringing up. Um, most notably, um, the, the amazing way that as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, you need to stay agile. You need to stay humble. You need to uh, closely evaluate your operating position and uh, your processes. We spend a lot of time here at AdSymbol doing that. Gino, right? You can right. testify to that. And, uh, you know, the uh, the other nugget there that I really liked that he shared was with regards to salespeople having to, like how he likes to like kind of build people up from the ground up uh, as opposed to, you know, hiring, hiring uh, big heavy hitters right out of the gate and then having them fall short of what, what he's paying them. Um, just a lot of interesting nuggets in there. Um, but you know, above all, what I take away from him is resiliency. If you're going to be in this game, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you need to be resilient. I'd say that's the number one takeaway. What's your thoughts, Gino? Oh, a hundred percent. Uh, and then in regards to the, well, first of all, or just real quick, the, the, the fighting chance we we've seen in the past Americans, we just have it in our DEA that we will not give up and that we will fight. And then uh, regards to the salesman. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the best salespeople come in who uh, didn't know a dang thing about sales. They get coached up and then they outdo the people who actually have a long resume of sales. So I'm really glad that Simon brought that up. Uh, glad to see that um, uh, similar minds. And uh, yeah, let's can't wait to have him back someday. Uh, it's going to be really good to stay in touch with that guy and uh, follow, continue to follow his story. And, uh, you know, we'll, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll end up doing uh, some business together. That'd That's be great right. as That's well. Right. That's right. Uh, speaking of follow, follow us online with social media at AdSymbol. On our YouTube page, give us a like, a subscribe, and hit that notification bell to be notified about all future Ad Hero premieres. And as always, don't forget to leave a comment or question below and let us know those thoughts, people. We want to hear what you want to say. We want to hear what you're thinking. Um, also, check us out on Rumble. Okay, we're new on Rumble. We, we got like a little bit of a fan base there. We want to grow it. We like starting off from scratch. So uh, let's just keep that momentum going, everybody. For inquiries and more information about outdoor advertising, visit our site, adsymbol.com. Find the Ad Hero Podcast on all major podcast platforms. Thank you for tuning in to the Ad Hero Podcast. My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Livieri. 
signing out.